0: This is the WQSU Weekend Wrap-Up with Gabby and Abby. How are you today,
1: Gabby? I'm good. Feeling actually a little sick. I had a COVID scare, frightening, Ooh. but it's just a sinus infection.
0: So Thank God.
1: we're good, but I was going through all the emotions. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. This week has been a little stressful. I
0: guess this kind of leads into my first news story so as you know Susquehanna University went virtual for the rest of the semester which is only like a couple of weeks but still there was a sudden increase in cases on campus and you know President Green just thought it was best to stop while we're ahead and send everybody home and actually the same has been happening with schools all around the Sealands Grove area Danville Area School District went all virtual until December 7th. Sealand's Grove High School went virtual for the rest of this week. And Mount Carmel Area School District went remote for the rest of the week. And as you know, there's been a surge of cases in Pennsylvania. Uh, Dr. Rachel Levine said there's no plan of making new restrictions for the state, but she wants to encourage people to follow the restriction already made. You know, wear masks, social distance. Uh, have restaurants limiting their patrons. And, you know, we hear this every week, Pennsylvania reports that they have their highest amount of cases for the day ever. And that happened again on Thursday with over 5,000 cases reported. And uh, one thing that I just want to throw in here that health officials are recommending that college students get tested before they come home just to stop the spread. So if you're a college student coming home for winter break, get tested before you come home, just so you don't give COVID to your family members in case you do have it. I think, honestly, the surge of cases is just people are tired of it at this point. I think people have given up on practicing social distancing and wearing your mask all the time. You know, it's been so long since we've had a normal life, I guess. So, I think people are just fed up with having to do this all the time and keep up with all the new restrictions and everything and now that it's the holiday season, you know family gatherings are happening now, you know Thanksgivings in a couple of weeks so i mean what do you what do you think?
1: yeah, I definitely agree with you. I mean, we had this discussion around Halloween talking about how people were still going out, and now we're seeing two weeks later that there are a lot of cases happening so that could be or could not be coincidental. I think that Thanksgiving will also be another big one. And that worries me a lot because that's more of a family holiday with your older people and your possibly less resilient people than just college kids. Mm -hmm. So it's scary. I mean, a lot of people I know are going back under March level lockdown. Yeah, and another thing with Thanksgiving, it's a lot of travel too, to
0: go see family. So you're in a new area, There was people who are at risk. It's just, it's not looking good right now.
1: Yeah, I think there's a a commercial that's been airing on TV for, I think McCormick, the spice packets and in the commercial, they're kind of making food for grandma and then just dropping it off. And I think maybe that should be what everyone does this year. (laughs) Yeah, probably. even, Even though we'd like to see grandma, maybe she can enjoy the food, but from a distance. Yeah, that's probably best. Yes. Well, going along with that, there's unfortunately one less place to get your prescriptions in the Northumberland area as of this upcoming Monday. So Nori Pharmacy is closing on 125 Duke Street this Monday. After 35 years, the main pharmacist, Steve Mertz, is retiring and the community seems pretty sad about it, but he seems pretty pumped. <laughs> he um, said that he's been trying to sell the place for five years, so it's not necessarily all COVID-related. But it does have something to do with it. I mean, he's 70 years old, so he'd like to be less out in the public than he is right now, currently working as a pharmacist. But it was a big, not exactly a gathering place in the community, but... It's been around for 35 years, so a lot of people know it in Northumberland, and they're sad to see it go, but it's apparently best for Steve, so they're happy for him all the same, but if anyone would like to go to Nori Pharmacy for the last time, they're open from 9 to 5 on Saturday, the day that this is airing, and also on this upcoming Monday, 9 to 5. Wow. Go say bye to Steve.
0: Oh. We'd love to see you. You know, good for Steve, he's finally retiring and getting to relax, and uh, COVID's a stressful time, so maybe that's best.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think it's cute that some places, like in my area, we have a lot of little local small businesses that have been around for generations, and it's sad to see them go, but also these people have given so much of their lives to the community already that Mm -hmm. you're happy for them to go get to do their own thing a little bit, so. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, best of luck to Steve, and it's sad to see him go, but he's doing what's best for himself. Definitely. Um, So I hate to, you know, go back to the election, though it's over, but uh, actually, you know, it's not really that over because provisional ballots are still being counted in Pennsylvania. There were 94,000 provisional ballots cast on election day. And only 27,500 have been counted and reported as of Thursday. So, you know, that's not a whole lot that have been counted yet. So what the people at the polling places were saying were that voters were confused by mail-in ballots. The whole process was just a little maybe overwhelming for them, and they didn't quite understand what was happening with their mail-in ballots. So then they still went to the polling place and voted with a provisional ballot, and actually some were wrongly told to cast provisional ballots. So then they filled it out anyway, and you know it didn't count because they already voted. But 88% of the provisional ballots cast are being counted. So they were doing the right thing in making a provisional ballot. So, you know, I hate to still talk about the election a week later, but obviously there's still a lot going on across the country with it and still in Pennsylvania. It's just so hard to believe that not all the votes have been cast, but there's a winner already.
1: I know. It is really strange. I think that even the people that I know that did mail-in ballots were thinking about not mailing it at all, just dropping it off, and some people did that or they were thinking about going there and getting a provisional because I think we talked about last week and the week before that people have a lot of distrust now with this whole mail-in system. Will my vote be counted? Is it corrupt? Is it going to be safe? So I can understand the confusion that people had. I think we were getting a lot of different information. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I
0: totally agree. There was just a lot of different things being said. So you can't blame the voters when they're just a little confused as to what they should do and how they should vote. And if their votes counted or, but um, they were supposed to all be counted by this Tuesday and like a week after the election, but apparently it's just taking so long and it's so overwhelming. And I'm sure this is um, a much higher number than what it has been in past elections. So you have to give them that too
1: yeah definitely the real heroes are the poll workers definitely they um
0: you know stood out in a pandemic and still wanted to help democracy and make people's voices heard so shout out to them
1: they really thought that they might be there for only a night four day tops and here we are more than a week later yeah Let's hope they're taking care of those people. I'm sure they are, but they deserve a little something extra this year. Yeah, they do. Well, on a slightly cheerier note, speaking of giving people a little extra, I wanted to talk about a Toys for Tots event that is going on in the community. This one is pretty unique. I saw it and I had to talk about it. It was an article on the Daily Item and it's actually a Railway fundraiser so there will be rail car owners from across all of NEPA and they're, be, they're going to follow a route on the tracks from Northumberland to Berwick. So they're going to pass through Union County. There are stops along North Shore Railroad and basically members of the community can come and they can donate toys and money. There are various scheduled stops that you could check for online on November 21st or November 22nd. And they've been doing this for 16 years, which I thought was crazy. This is the first year that I've heard of it. And last year apparently they raised $3,000 along with two whole trucks filled with toys. So that's a lot. Wow. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And they kind of dress up the train cars so they look like Thomas the train engine <laughs> and a couple other different characters. So you could take your kids and it's a great way for them to even learn about charity and giving in this season, especially when people really need it. So I thought it was interesting and cute and I had to share it. I'm honestly, even though I don't really live in the area, I'm tempted to go drive and see myself just to donate. I think that's like amazing that
0: they have like a whole train to just collect toys. I mean, you know, you see, like, the the boxes around places that say Toys for Tots, but this is, like, a whole new, not new, but a whole different way to collect the toys. And, you know, if it's something that brings people out and donate, then by all means, go for it. That's just yeah. amazing.
1: I think it's just so nice of them. I mean, it's sponsored by the Marine Corps, obviously, like the whole Toys for Tots organization is. I think it's great that they're not only giving to the local community, but they're also giving them something to do, in a way, because, I mean, now when we're searching for outdoor activities, and I can't even imagine how it is for people with kids that are probably losing their minds indoors, (laughs) that way they can take them and you can go see a fun train. I don't know. When I was little, I used to love trains for no reason. So
0: <laughs> oh my god! Go. My brother loves trains. He's like 28, but he still loves trains. Here's just- to him. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna drive him up. I'm gonna be like, here you go, buddy. Here's a big train. <laughs> and there you go. Perfect. <laughs> That's so adorable. um And it's perfect because, you know, you don't have to like change it at all for socially distancing. You can still do it this year which you know a lot of fundraisers and charities had to change a lot because you can't do the same things that you were able to do last year but it's great that they can still do this and still collect toys for children who need them
1: yeah i agree
0: just think of how happy the kids will be on christmas morning when they see all the
1: toys that were donated for them isn't that so heartwarming No, it really is. And then little do they know, they came to them on a train, which is honestly magical. That's true. That makes it even better. It really does. That's all I have for today. Pretty slow week in news. Yeah, mostly COVID, the election, and some various little things that are going on in the neighborhood. But that's all I have as well. And this has been the WQSU Weekend Wrap-Up with Gabby and Abby. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us. Tell your friends about us. (laughs) We appreciate you guys. And if you are a Susquehanna student who recently
0: had to come home, I wish you the best of luck with your transition. Yep. Stay safe, everybody. Bye. Thank you.